Welcome to Sports and Stogies. Now, introducing your hosts, Cameron Winklewitz and Austin Hayes. I think we all had different experiences moving out on our own or semi on our own for the first time. At least moving away from home. Why are you playing with your mic so much? Because it Will keeps, you stop moving it keeps it? falling down. I didn't want to move. It is making so much noise. It was, but I'm it was sorry. it's been set for like the past three months. Yeah, you should know where it sits. It was it was not where and I And I still it. think we need to invest in the the uh different mic arms. Uh or I love, at least I love you. Mine. Like where you, can, where you can yeah. do like one of those horizontal clamp that goes vertical. Yeah. Do they make them like a, like a full tripod with an arm? I think so. Because for our setup, that'd be kind of ideal. Yeah. I don't know. I know they make like Joe Rogan's mic arms would be, they're perfect for every setup. How about just a guy with they, an arm holding his they mic? They come up. Can we afford that? The, the yeah, mic arm doesn't come up so high. It comes up just over the table. Yeah. And then you can move it around. <clears throat> I love mine. I love mine too. Perfect. But we but, didn't plan for a third mic when we invested in this table and the setup. So, Or we would have had another block, which we could probably just get a new block yeah, screwed in. need be. We yeah. could. It would be a lot cheaper than that mic arm you're talking about. Uh, you never know. I know a guy. Actually, I do too. Dude, I even with my discount, they're still stupid expensive. Yeah, well, it's a bonus month. You just talked about getting a new bonus. I'm already buying that guy a TV. No, that's a wedding gift. doesn't count. That's and still you, money that I have to you, spend. Suggested it. I know. I'm saying that. So don't try and throw that in my face when you suggest it. That's a low blow. That's not a low blow, dude. You're like, it's a bonus month. I'm already already spending money. I need to save the rest of it because I have to cut my hours back for fire. Because you're planning on moving out. I am planning on moving out. Back to the story. Back to on topic. Yeah. (laughs) So I think uh, I was 19 when I moved out and I went straight from home to flying solo. This apartment, right? This apartment, yeah. You went. Home. What this year, pretty much twenty one. Yeah, so I well, I technically I moved in with my fiance and her parents, and then yeah, we just bought a house. So basically, from home to buying having my own house. So you've never lived alone. No, it's a great experience. Uh, it's a pretty great experience. I mean, now for me too. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying you're having a bad one. I, I think I think everybody needs even just a year by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went straight from home to living with my now ex-girlfriend. Um, and not not a great experience And, like, all. you guys got a place, a new place together? Uh, I would not call it new. It was, like, a one-bedroom that was, you know, supporting three people. Yeah, I feel like your situation also sucked. It really did. Like, it, as a whole, three people should not be living mm-hmm. in a place that small. And you were no. what? I was... Is, like, you were 18, 19? I would have been a fresh 19. That's tough. Yeah. Especially, I feel like moving in with a partner that young before you've lived solo has a bigger chance of failure than most. We definitely set it up for failure. Um, we were only there for like maybe six months before we were like, all right, we got to get out of here. Yeah. And we weren't we weren't on a lease. Like It was one of those things where like, hey, my roommate moved out. That's I need nice, a new roommate. Man. Yeah. So literally... Uh, stayed up until like five in the morning, throwing shit in boxes. Went and picked up a U-Haul, and we were out the next day. It helps to not be locked into a contract. It definitely does. Yeah, but yeah. For me, I moved out nineteen here by myself. Um, the worst thing was that like that first initial grocery trip. 
where you got to get all your spices, all your like cleaning supplies, all you that one time buy stuff. Yeah. So you got like two carts full and still still missing stuff, still thinking of what I still need to get. But yeah, I think overall being by yourself is so liberating. I, I really couldn't go back to it now. Even like I buy a pack of Oreos, last me two weeks. I don't got to worry about, you know, somebody else bashing them and I get home from work and they're all gone and now my whole night's ruined, you know? That is true. Yeah. <clears throat> See, I don't have that issue either because me and my wife like different snacks. Oh, God. You know how to pick them. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason you married her. So she's into, she's like, I, I don't prefer her snacks, but I like them. You know what I mean? I think uh, you like all snacks. And she doesn't <laughs> prefer mine, but she likes them too. So if we're really running on hard times and there's no snacks then we'll dabble in each other's but yeah we uh, yeah like she likes the fruity snacks and i like more chocolatey desserty stuff absolutely so it, it pans out pretty well well speaking of moving in i saw you got your your garage pretty much finished garage up is today finally set up for the most part uh waiting on a tv that somebody mentioned earlier and hanging a couple other things up and just a little bit of organizational things, but the general layout is done. You're pretty much full-blown man cave now. Dude, it looks phenomenal. And can still fit cars in, right? Uh, should be able to still fit her car, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, with the other stuff on the other side. Uh, eventually. Eventually. Yeah. I mean, we would have to buy a shed if she wanted to park in the garage. Because we have the lawnmower, that kind of thing. But, although a shed is definitely on the... Uh, in due time. Yeah. But I want to do it right. I want to do like the cement slab, put the shed on oh, top yeah. of that. Oh, yeah. Good foundation. Yeah. So. Yeah. Come uh, come kick off. Definitely in Camp's garage. Barring yeah. it's not 97 degrees outside. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's starting to cool down a little bit. Yeah. That's a couple nights. It's been nice, man. Had the it's windows really open. Nice. Yeah. But you got a nice Browns flag in there. A lot of dope-ass Lego sets. That's yeah. You guys have been working on today. Legos are on their way. Being built. Uh couple more things I got to hang up. Got some superhero stuff hung up. couple more Browns things I got to hang up. That kind of thing. Uh, then I got to buy some Cavs stuff, some Mavs stuff, some Blue Jays stuff. Get all the stuff hung up. Humidor out there. Maybe an air purifier. Humidor's out there. I'd like to do an air purifier uh, just to keep everything smelling yeah, okay. Even, even in the garage, it can get a little overwhelming yeah. without any airflow through there. But uh, Still planning for a bar? I don't think there's going to be any room. Not enough space? No. But probably like a mini fridge. Yeah, that's all you need. That kind of thing. A couple, couple natties in there. Yeah, I got to figure out uh, if there's only just the one outlet or if there's more. And if there is no more, then I need to put more in. So, Did you get that one out back yet? No, that's next weekend. Well, if need be, then there you go yeah next down. next friday me and my buddy joe are going to go to lowe's to buy all the stuff next saturday we're going to get it all put together so then i can get the smoker running good get the new combo grill running good because i have an actual separate smoker too. oh yeah so out with the old and with the new now kickoff weekend not only in camp's man cave but the grill's fired up the smoker's fired up buffalo chicken dips made Gotta have that. Dude, we're gonna be yeah. eating good. Cigars fired up. And it's Browns versus Bengals. Do we know any Bengals fans to bring along? Uh pretty much everyone we know. Probably yeah. are Bengals fans. Just thinking off my uh, T B. T B the only one that I know. 
Uh, there's a million. You've got plenty more. Yeah, you can just literally just point at some random guy on the street. He's probably a Bengals fan. Yeah, there's a ton. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Right now, there are only two seats in the man cave, though. Well, there's so. standing room only. <laughs> Boys can be in the garage, but on both feet. Now, with that, it is time for episode 50 of SNS. So go ahead and pull up that chair. Pour up that drink. And light that cigar. Let's get rolling here, boys. Kind of a milestone episode. Cam? 50. Uh, We're almost to the one-year anniversary. What's the... uh, I know the stat was like only 5% of shows get to 20. Yeah. I wonder how many get to 50. I don't know. We're, We're in a very small percentile. Very niche. We'll take it. And... I don't know. Maybe it's time to start investing in our own, like getting our show out there. Uh, yeah. But I also kind of want to wait till we get video. Like I feel like that's a crucial thing we need for sure. Because there's one thing I hate. It's just listening. Like if there's if there's no video option, then I'm a little upset. Really? Yeah. I actually prefer just listening. Yeah, I do too. Because really? Like, you can't watch the video while you're driving, or at least you shouldn't. And even then, most shows are just three guys in a room talking. Yeah, but I don't, I don't I, need to watch. I that. gotta see the the facial expressions, the body language. I feel like that really brings the full conversation. Now, if in. it's like high quality, like four different cameras where each guy's face has a cam on it, then I'll watch. But like, if I'm watching Matt and Shane, just three guys on a couch, one static <laughs> camera, I don't really need to watch that. No, you know, I don't need to watch Shane lay down. Plus, it looks uncomfortable. Yeah, like three guys in shorts on a couch together, uh, socks I just on. Feel like it adds a, a an element, and like the aesthetic of the room like for us specifically oh yeah there's much more to see here i think yeah and we all we're constantly adding things i mean we just got a an autographed ellie de la cruz dayton dragons program and a bobblehead pretty tight so constantly adding things uh new things you know we got the cigar neon light that kind of stuff we got to put up we got to build up shane's wall here i know yeah. he's lacking because i do feel bad every time we like take pics for the show and shane's background is just kind of can I empty. bring stuff in to put up? Of if course. you have stuff, yeah. As long as it's, yeah, that's show, what we did. Long as it's fitting for the show, yeah. I do have stuff. I'm yeah, gonna get do it in here, dude. For sure. Yeah. yeah. If you, I mean, yeah, for sure. Do you think we would like say no or turn you down? Just, as long as it's on theme. Also, I just, I just didn't think he's got like a Top Gun poster. Yeah. There's <laughs> 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 something totally off our uh, our aesthetic here. No, I I have a couple. Um, like I have a Browns flag we could hang. Uh, I could definitely find something Sixers. And then what I've been wanting to do is I have this, um, like, throwback T-Mac jersey. And I want to get it Ooh, in one Raptors? Of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be dope. And I also have a, uh, a D-Wade Vice jersey that I've been meaning to get in the shadow box. Hell, yeah. Like that one? Yeah. Those cases aren't too expensive, right? Yeah, it's like no. 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I've been meaning to do it. I just haven't. I don't even know where the T-Mac jersey is, but it's sick. It's like the purple Raptors jersey. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. I know exactly the ones you're talking about. Uh, they used to have... There was a store in the mall. Oh, man. What was it called? Cardboard Heroes? I think. Remember? Yes. Back in the day. Just before like the sports aesthetics? Like yeah. the memorabilia? Yes. They had them. They had the team... They had the uh, Vince Carter one on the mannequin on display. That oh, purple yeah, Raptors yeah, jersey. Yeah. yeah. And every time I pass, I'm like, dude, I want that so bad. NBA definitely has the best retro jerseys, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Baseball's yeah. The, the pinstripe. Everybody pretty much had pinstripes. So, but, oh, man, an old a black and Especially white pinstripe Especially in the Magic 90s jersey. where they were all going like weird colors and combos like that. I would love to have a black 
throwback magic jersey with the white pinstripes. Oh, Shaggy. Oh, yeah. Nice, dude. Or Penny. Yeah. I think, I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think that those Miami Vice jerseys that they did are the best, like, modern-day jerseys that they've come out with. <sighs> That's like the pink and blue. Yeah, yeah. I would I would pick, well, no, no, if no, I'm no. playing 2K, I'd pick the Heat just for the black jerseys with, like, the pink and That's, teal that's what I'm talking about. Trim. That's yeah, what I'm those talking are about. so tight. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah, like they're good. full pink blue, but like just those are cool too, though. But yeah, the black with that pink and teal yeah. trim, fucking kick ass. We definitely have room for two more jerseys to hang up in here. Yeah, we. Got, I mean, we still have plenty of wall space because we can go all the way down. I want to get some more shelving too to actually hang up. I got some like some autographed ball cards and yeah. some more baseballs to actually put up there. See, always, always coming along here, adding oh, more and more. I forgot about all the cards that I have. He was a card collector. Hey, yeah, for a brief time. I do have a bunch of baseball ones. I don't know if you like any of them i think it's yeah, bring them in we'll check we'll check them out at least it's uh i'll grade them <laughs> they're all patch cards like mark mcguire um albert pujols and someone else i don't hell I don't yeah i've got else. a bunch of patch cards a couple of back cards a bunch of cool stuff like that so we'll definitely uh yeah bring them in next week and we'll check them out yeah what are you smoking on austin i've got the second to last or third to last cigar from the gto five pack from tip top it's the GTO Painkiller Box Pressed Maduro. Two of my favorite Right words, up your alley. Of yeah. course. Box Pressed and Maduro. Um, the whole pack, I think five sticks, went for like 50 bucks, which I think is great value. Um, last week I had one that was aged 10 years, two of which in a bourbon barrel. That was fantastic. This one so far is a 6x54 Dominican Puro. Excellent burn. Nice and even. Nice tight white ash. Good, not great draw. We both just kind of looked at each other the second you said that. That's been mentioned before, right? That was a good one. One of my favorite things to say. Um, Flavor-wise, solid Maduro, black pepper, some earth, a little bit of leather, then a slight creamy chocolate at the back end. Very well balanced, nice and nuanced. I wonder how much, how it's going to pair with uh, what we're sipping on tonight. Yeah, we got some. I haven't sipped yet. but We've got something a little different. We'll go from there. What Uh, the fuck are you laughing at? Tight white ash, dude. Tight white <laughs> ash and little creamy chocolate at the end. That's two of my favorite things, dude. It's a healthy combo. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice dessert right there, dude. Cam, <laughs> uh, what you got today? Man. I've got the GTO Anesthesia Special Blend Forte. Uh, mm-hmm. Also a Dominican Puro. Uh, the binder, Dominican Cuban Seed, and the filler, Dominican Cuban Seed, and aged Dominican Ligero. Uh, I believe you said this one was aged eight years I believe that's correct. Yeah, that one's aged eight. I don't know how they do it, if they totally roll it and age separately in like a warehouse. But all these, most GTOs aged for a while. Yeah, uh, I'm about through the first third, getting a lot of like a licorice sweetness, which is really good. A um, little bit of black pepper in the background. Uh, the licorice is kind of forefront for sure. Um, slightly overpowering the other flavors. Uh, getting a lot of cedar and earthy notes as well. Uh, beautiful stick, very, very perfect. There's not a seam or crease or crack in the wrapper. Uh, great draw so far, great burn. Really enjoying it. Yeah, mine too. Super well made. Gorgeous dark brown wrapper. Not a single seam, not a single crack. Nice and oily. Should be a great experience. Now to pair with it, one of my favorite bottles, maybe my second favorite bottle overall, period. The Ardbeg Oogadol. It's good. A nice, rich, very smoky, peaty scotch. Comes in at 108.4 proof, non-chill filtered, and aged for some time in some sherry casks. 
definitely get that cherry in the background. So let me go for my first sip here again. It's been a while. I went to go get me a nice scotch the other day because it was bonus month. Let me look around. They had the Oogadol. I said, yeah, I'm due for a bottle here. Yeah, I just I just had my sip. You get that cherry coming in late on the back of the throat there. Uh, that smokiness is rich in the forefront there. So you're not super used to peat, right? Only a couple couple yeah. times so far. So for the, if you haven't really had a peated scotch before, you're definitely going to get that heavy smoke. Yeah. It takes a while to kind of get past that. But for me, definitely get that peat smoke. Then a nice like salty brininess, some nice fig, that fruitiness from the sherry casks. Yeah, Super you, harmonious. The, the cherry's definitely there like as an aftertaste. I'm sure you'll get that feeling after you finish your swallow there, but very, very good. God, there's, just, there's so many things going on there. And then the smokiness lingers for a while. It does. And this one's not overly smoky. It's really that great blend of like, I almost get more pomegranate flavor, like a kind of a darker fruit with that smoke, that seaweed, salty, sandy brine, which again is a definitely an acquired taste. But for me, it's one of my favorite things. This goes for like, I think 90 bucks, give or take, but I will gladly pay that. And then some. With that, we have a couple of fan cues tonight. Starting off with, we're due for our baseball nicknames. Best baseball nicknames of all time. You know, I've got my five and an honorable mention. I've got my five as well, Shane. I, I, I was not. Yeah, we didn't clue him in, actually. We kind of forgot yeah, about no. that. Well, uh, do you want to pause real quick? Uh, yeah, let's take a little pause. I'll go ahead and try and pull five up, and then we'll come back. All righty, sounds good. All right, best baseball nicknames of all time. Cam, give us your number five to start off with. Joey Bats. Classic. Straight to the point. And fitting. Very fitting. Shane. All right, dude. Mine, number five. Mitchie Two Bags Moreland. Doubles Machine. That's a good one. Uh, my first, uh, my only honorable mention is just too funny to even not include. It's a guy named Johnny Dickshot. Yeah. Who called himself the ugliest man in baseball, so his nickname was Ugly. Ugly Dick Shot, coming to the plate. <laughs> Terrible tough. hitter, though. Not a great yeah. career. It's unfortunate. Uh, but my five is both the big hurt and the big unit. Super fitting for both Frank Thomas and Randy Johnson. Is there a scarier guy than Randy Johnson all time? No. 6'10", mullet stash, throwing a wild 102. Pretty legendary. Filthy. Shane, look at some film here tomorrow. I will. I will. Uh, Cam, you're fourth. 6'10 mullet stash. So just you with a mullet. And a stash. Only. And he's oh, like 6'10 and 2'10. Yeah, he's thin. He's the lean machine, dude. And he was mean as hell when he pitched. Yeah, he's a lean, mean machine, dude. When you said 6'10, I was thinking like... No. Like, he's a pitcher. I figured just he'd be gangly. built like, like, like Big Poppy. Long no. arms. Pitcher, dude. What Filthy. The? Wipeout slider. Throwing a 102 back in what? 80s, 90s, 70s? Yeah, he pitched from like, I think, 88 to like 2005. Uh, but Cam, your four spot. Going Babe. Classic Babe Ruth. George Herman Babe Ruth. Shane? For my number four, I'm going the mayor of Ding Dong City, Travis Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never heard that. Travis Shaw. I didn't know he was a mayor, first of all. That's pretty funny. Uh, my four is Ozzie Smith. Buddy. The Wizard of Oz. Uh, fitting because of his name, but also he was one of the best defenders ever at shortstop. Definitely wizardly. Be cooler if he was before the play. 
or a book. Definitely would have came in handy. Was it a book or a movie first? It's a movie, right? Well, a play. Was it a play I first? I believe it was a play very first. Made into a movie? But I want to say it was a book first. Yeah, well, if that was the case, he probably wouldn't be playing professional baseball. Your three spot. Got Barry Bombs. Again, classic, fitting, to the point. Can't go wrong. Big juice, Barry Bombs. Yeah. My number three, dude. The flying Hawaiian, Shane Victorino. Almost made my list. That's pretty solid, dude. Yeah, great center fielder, quick dude, and, of course, Hawaiian. So, made perfect sense. What if he wasn't Hawaiian, though? <laughs> so the flying Hawaiian, and it's just... Threw it out there. The flying Hawaiian, and it's just Bob Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> my three is uh, an old-time pitcher, Dennis Boyd, named Oil Can Boyd. Because from Mississippi, where he's from, they called drinking beers, drinking oil. This man was known to down some beers. Called him Oil Can. Legendary. And pretty unique, too. Legendary. Number two, I got the kid. Classic. My number two. Don Mosey. His nickname was just Ears because he had big ears. That's a good one. A lot of baseball nicknames start like that. Yeah. Like you wear your socks up high. Hey, high socks. What's up, champ? <laughs> My two is the crime dog, Fred McGriff. Based on the uh, McGruff the Crime Dog little play on words there. But pretty badass. It's pretty good. Crime Dog, yeah. dude. My number one all-time best nickname in MLB history, Big Poppy. Kind of. I mean, yeah. most people don't even call it by his name at that point. That's He's yeah. just Big Poppy. Yeah. I just said Big Poppy like five minutes ago. And yeah. I don't watch baseball. But you know him. I do. And Shane, you're number one. My number one, dude. Ernie the Schnoz Lombardi. <laughs> Quite the nose on that guy. Same thing. Oh, Very dude. simple nicknames here in baseball. Uh, my one can be really like five, and Cammy kind of mentioned it. You could go just Babe. I want the great Bambino. The Colossus of Clout, Salt and the Swat, all those great Sandlot nicknames. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's good enough to have five different iconic nicknames, the best of which being the great Bambino, Pretty solid. It's a good one. Yeah. Our next fan cue. Could you imagine if that guy's name was The Nose? That would it's not, not be funny. nearly as good. No. no, dude. It's so much funnier as The, the Schnoz. schnoz Here comes freaking Nick The Nose Johnson. Like, okay, yeah. yeah you're Here comes guy. The Schnoz, dude. Here comes Ernie The Schnoz Lombardi. Yeah. Come on, dude. Does not get any better than that. Next up, from Reddit, actually. What is your I'll never change my mind, no matter what, NBA opinion? Might get a lot of hate for this one. My first thought was they have definitely rigged the draft in certain years. Without a doubt. Yeah. Pat Ewing to the, to the Knicks, rigged. Even some recently, I think, have been kind of uh, definitely messed with. It's harder to do it now because of the lottery and all the ping pong balls and shit. But I think in, in years past, they have most definitely rigged the draft. I'd agree. Well, that's an interesting one. What do you got, Shane? James Harden is a fucking crybaby. I mean, that is an opinion. It's yes. not even. A, but who's going to change your mind on that? Okay, you want. I get it. You're a bitter 76ers fan. Yeah. Way to make it known to the world. We've already <laughs> known that. You don't have it, it, no other opinions. No controversial opinions. Because um, everyone knows James, James Harden's a crybaby. 
Okay, the Sixers would be better off without Embiid. Okay, it's a little spicier. Yeah. That kind of goes hand in hand with mine. I feel like I need to change mine now. Oh, really? I was going to say Embiid's overrated. Severely. Can't say I disagree. But maybe our takes aren't that hot. Or maybe we just watch. I feel like Embiid being overrated is a pretty hot take. Is it, though? Like, I just won MVP. I know, but, like, most people would say that he didn't deserve it. Most people will still say he's one of the best players in the league, though. That's, yeah. Yeah, maybe after watching what the Nuggets did in the postseason, people would go back and say that he should have won third straight. But at the time when he did win, it was pretty evenly split. Embiid had plenty of support. Hmm. So, Cam, if you got to change yours to something else, something even more controversial. Ooh. Derrick Rose never gets hurt. He'll be in GOAT considerations. I like that a lot. I do like that, dude. I, I would agree, definitely GOAT point guard talks, but GOAT all time. Like full on. I agree with that. Because the athleticism, the pull up game, dude. The IQ. Yeah. Everything about him. Insane. Yeah. Was the perfect basketball player. Yeah. And we saw how his game changed as he got older with being injured. Give him another five years of prime, healthy, athletic, explosive he heroes. He still develops that three. And then, yeah, he still develops his game after that. Yeah, that could have been, uh, could have been definitely in the conversation. What could have been? With a couple rings, especially. Definitely would have had a couple. Maybe with the Bulls there and then bounce to somewhere else for a contender. The Bulls stay relevant. Yeah. Probably still would be. Yeah. That it was completely their, changes the franchise. That was their, like... It changed the league, dude. Best team in the past 20 years, right? Yeah. Because even, like, the Levine and and uh, Vucevic Bulls have been, eh. Yeah. Even when Lonzo was healthy. Well, we'll call them the, the Rosen Vucevic Bulls. <laughs> Or the DeRozan Levine Bulls, really. I think that'd be a, a lot more accurate of a statement. Yeah, but Vooch, if we're going to be completely honest, the Caruso Bulls. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's really the heart and soul of that team. Really a gritty, gutty guy. Um, Shane, did you indeed pull up any of the info I thought we would request? Uh, you told me you wanted info, but you never told me what oh, info you so wanted. Mutually uh, at fault there. So. <laughs> Cigar news for once, actually. There was a huge lawsuit win for the Cigar Rights of America um, against the FDA. Yeah, I believe it excludes premium cigars from the flavor ban. Uh, from pretty much any regulations from the FDA. So it had kind of gone into effect in 2013, 2014. They fought it since. And now, basically, the cigar industry is kind of exempt from oversight as far as any new blends they come out with would have had to be approved by the FDA. So, especially small companies would be pretty much screwed. they got to pay for that a substantial amount. Um, the only thing excluded is, I think, flavored cigars like or infused, infused cigars. Like acids. But other than that, huge win for us. I know the mafia guys are stoked. All these shop owners I know are stoked. This is huge for business. We'll probably be fought again here next year. A lot of small boutique brands have the opportunity now. And the brands that are so big to make new blends and new sticks be don't have to creative. go jump through a hoop. You get yeah. a lot more freedom there. 
So huge news for us, huge win for us. Should maybe help pricing as well. Because so. now when a boutique brand doesn't have to pay three hundred grand just to get approved, they don't have to charge as much for their product. Yeah. Same for new sticks, new release stuff. Yeah, so fingers crossed going forward this remains the standard. But for now a great swing of momentum in our favor. Across the board. Cigars for the win. Hoping to continue. NFL wise. Where do we start? Kind of a down note, it's right? Bang Wednesday. Ooh, I forgot about that. <clears throat> Shane. Yes. Do running backs actually deserve the money they want, or are they actually a dime a dozen? Uh, no. I think that it's if It's a very complex problem. Break it down here. I'm going to break it down like this. I think that if you're a top five running back, which are usually the ones that are like super heavily involved in offense, like your team relies on the run game a lot, then yes, they do. But for someone that's like, you know, middle of the pack running back, I think it's a dime a dozen. I think they deserve the pay they're getting right now. But say like, you might even be able to say one through ten deserve the money that they're. Well, let's asking. talk uh, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler. I'd say absolutely they do. Across because, the board. Across the board, yeah. All four. Because if if you take that position away. Say you swap out Austin Eckler for whoever their backup is right now. Yeah, he'll put up numbers. He'll do the job, but he's not going to do as much as Austin Eckler would do. But does that gap constitute a $10 million gap in their salaries? I think so. I mean, if if the Titans can pay an aged DeAndre Hopkins what Saquon Barkley in his prime is asking for and no one bats an eye, I don't see why you would say Saquon's less valuable than DeAndre Hopkins right now. From a financial standpoint, that's the yeah. route. That's the route I would also yeah. go. It's a pretty logical take there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not writing that down. Going on the good Shane Wall of Fame or Wall of Take Fame, consisting of one take no. and and counting, maybe and building. Dude, this whole night tonight is going to be nothing but good takes. Well, you Can I quote you on that? that? Yeah, because there's a spicy one okay. coming up. That's kind of personalized. I'll burp the mic right now, dude. I'll mute your ass. Where's the mute button at? <laughs> you can't reach, dude. Got him. Try and talk, dude. Burp, Shane. Never mind. That was weak, yep, dude. No, it's going to be wet. Nah, it was yeah, going to be wet. Talk. It was oh. going to be wet. Yeah. Oh, You're going to vomit? Please, no. please don't do that. You're going to be like a kid and just vomit on yourself? <laughs> <laughs> That's a wet juice monster, burp, dude. Dude. Chaotic I, tropical orange. Yeah, I didn't want that coming out. Uh, now, Cam, there is some sad news to start off with here, NFL-wise. Running back for the Seattle Seahawks, Alex Collins, has passed away. I believe what I read was a motorcycle accident. Uh, former Raven, I think he is 28 years old. He was in the league five years. Uh, still in the league. I believe he was still on the Seahawks. So very unfortunate there. Uh, not necessarily a star power, but quality back. Anybody that make the league. Yeah, and play for five, even you know, two or three years. Yeah, he was in that like regime change in Baltimore when they were still trying to figure everything out. Probably could be great there now. They would have hung on to him, but unfortunate. Definitely unfortunate. Sticking yeah, our, with our least favorite thing to report on is you know downer news like that. And I feel like we've had a lot of it in the last couple of years. Legends getting older, passing away. 
Like we're in a rough time. Just as we've been doing the show the past year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like almost every other week there's somebody across one of the four major sports, either legend or unfortunately those that are still much too young that we got to bring to you guys. But with that, there is some other big time NFL news this week that that went down. Long awaited. Couple sweepstakes are over, guys. Uh, Dalvin Cook finally signs with the New York Jets, which were never even rumored as an option. Not that I heard. I believe a one-year deal, eight mil. Something like that. With some incentives, of course. Uh, and then Zeke signs with the Patriots. Which which we did hear a lot about. Yeah, that came down the grapevine pretty quick. But yeah, Dalvin Cook kept everything hush-hush. Saying, oh yeah, it'd be cool to go play with the Bills with my brother. It'd be cool to go to the Titans. It'd be cool to go wherever. Guess what? Psych going with A-Rod and Sauce and Garrett Wilson there to the Jets. Potential to win a ring. Welcome to Hard Knocks, Dalvin. Yeah, that is true. Um, impact there as far as their running game goes with Brees and Michael Carter and um, the kid they just drafted? I don't know. Lead back, straight 50-50 with him. uh, I mean, we're definitely going to touch more on it than fantasy talk, but that that RB room's scary. A lot of depth. As far as if Brees goes down, you still have Michael Carter and Dalvin Cook. If Michael Carter goes down, you still have Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. If Michael Carter goes down, you still have Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. If Cook goes down, you still have Brees and Michael Carter. Three-headed monster. I'm curious. Like Carter's still a good back. He is. He's a very good back. And, you know, they're all three relatively decent in the pass game. So they – it's like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon if you add another A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones. At the very least, you guys can limit their reps, keep them healthy all year, especially with Brees coming off injury, Dalvin Cook having a long injury history. Michael Carter being 100% healthy, no issues ever. Give him 15 carries a game, maybe a week off here and there. Definitely interesting. As far as the Pats go, with Zeke coming in. Definitely their goal line guy, you would think, right? Yeah. Uh, We all know. Andre the workhorse, give give Zeke like that uh, Jamal Williams type role. Yeah, 10 carries a game. He'll come in for like maybe third down. Definitely definitely want your third down back to be Zeke. Great pass blocker. Still big and strong. Um, And we know Bill loves that split back. Utilize oh, guys always has. in their to their fullest potential. Zeke I think, pretty good in the pass game. Ramondre same for him. Yeah, uh, should help out Mac Jones a lot. Zeke a lot. Really good pass blocker. And probably knowing Bill, to run them both in the same set, where you can hand off to either guy or just let Zeke pass block. Let Ramondre go out for a route or take the handoff. Ramondre out for a check down. Zeke pass blocking. It's like Tom Brady all over again. Zeke lead blocker in yeah. front of Ramondre. Like Tom Brady all over again. <laughs> Mac Jones to the moon, baby. <laughs> a lot of options there for Bill and that offense. <sighs> Gosh. It's just going to be check down after check down for old Mac Jones. 20 for 27 for 86 yards and three tutties. That's, that's the Brady stat line right there. Um, how about some running back news that kind of was news and then wasn't news because he went back to Indy <sighs> and left again? And Jonathan Taylor goes back to Indian- Indianapolis. Back to practice. Back with the team for a whopping like 15 hours. Then he was excused from practice and is now, he was excused from practice for quote personal issues or personal something. Does contract dispute factor into that? Uh, That is personal. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I don't think they're any closer to getting a contract signed. I don't even think they're having the conversation. 
No, to my knowledge, there's still no negotiation. So I, I don't really know what to expect. If I'm Jonathan Taylor, I might as well play out one more year just to keep my value high. Yeah, the only thing you can do in this situation is go out there, ball, and let somebody else pay you next year. Yeah, but if you keep this show up, then nobody's going to want the hassle. Look, do you want to be Le'Veon Bell 2.0? Right. Sat I, out and then didn't get that contract. Declined. Yeah. Insanely also. I think I have an idea of what's going to happen with this. Call it. I have a funny feeling. It better be a good take. Listen, so he's on the non-football injury list right now, or at least they're saying they'll put him on that, which means he will not get paid. Well, he's also rehabbing his ankle injury. That's official. But what I'm thinking is he goes to practice, gets hurt, and that's what makes him sit out so that he still gets paid. Now, when you say gets hurt, are you saying quote, unquote, gets hurt? I'm saying Michael Thomas turf toe. But he was okay. excused from practice for personal issues, not an injury. Yeah, but he'll go back. So I don't. It, I, I don't. I don't hate that take. And I don't even know if he actually practiced because technically he was rehabbing his ankle with the team. Also, though, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, know I don't think means. he would do the whole Mike Thomas thing because he's still in the same situation regardless. Let's say he's hurt and it's out for a year. Who's going to pay him next year? His best bet is to go out there and play, put up numbers, and get that contract. In 2024, I don't, I don't think that was. I feel like you, you, no. you want to give a good take, but you didn't think that one through. No, I, I don't think he wants to play for the team at all. And yeah, I mean, he, which we all agree with, not for that team. But the problem is, he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, because nobody's going to pick him up next year if he doesn't play this year. Not for what he'd accept. No. on a contract, he'll be like Dalvin Cook, one year, eight mil, tops. That's a good point. Do you still have it? That's the question. Yeah. If you answer that question, then one. You have the right to say, I'm not signing with the Colts. Not, the Colts aren't signing me. Right now, it's the Colts aren't signing me. Where if you go out and play and you put up 1,500 yards and 900 receiving yards and 100 catches and 300 carries and 10-plus touchdowns split however you want to split them, then now it's, oh, you guys want me to play, right? Well, I'm not signing with you. I can go sign wherever I want. That's fair. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really think that through. Yeah, that's what we're here for, though. Yeah, we work things out together. Yeah, teamwork makes the dream work. Exactly, dude. Um, in same Colts news, though, Anthony Richardson officially starting opening weekend, as expected. I thought they might wait a little bit just to kind of because he's so such a raw prospect. That draft stock. Um, he looked good in the preseason. Got a lot of capital. He showed he can face some adversity and be fine with it. Get by. Mobile, strong arm. So much potential. Got to dial in the accuracy a little bit. Should be the next Cam Newton. Uh, hopefully better. At least uh, uh, for MVP, a longer period. MVP Newton. Than Cam. Yeah. Yeah. And lead, leading up to that. A couple team changes, regime changes, and Cam Newton kind of threw off his game a little bit. They never really had any weapons. Defense got worse. Not necessarily set up for success in Carolina. Now I also think even with a even with a bad year, I don't think it matters because you're in this this guy's in for the long haul. Draft he's a, a long term yeah, project. Huge capital. They're not expected to really compete this year. So if they go, you know, five and twelve and he plays decent, that's a win in your in your books, right? Yeah. Develop him next offseason, get him a year of experience in. Just gonna get better. Keep keep everyone you have now. Keep the coaching staff. Keep everything how it is. 
because if not, that's going to be the biggest struggle. We've seen it with quarterbacks in the past. Need stability. The problem is I've had 17 head coaches, and I'm only a fourth-year guy. What do I really know how to do? The regime has changed so much. Everyone's giving me these different schemes, and none of it's to my strengths. Right? Look at Lamar Jackson. He has gotten better at passing the ball every year. And he's gotten the same level of running every year. No regime change there. It's all been the same. They structured the offense around it. Look at Jalen Hurts. Had a pretty good rookie year. Had MVP last year. MVP year last year. Took his team to the Super Bowl. Regime changes do not help anything. Just take your time. I feel like teams now think they want they need immediate success. Year one, got to have it. Got to make the playoffs. Got to have a great year. Put up great numbers. Dude, take, this guy's a rookie. Yeah, that's and not... And an inexperienced rookie at that. Didn't play a ton in college. Yeah, there's there's your your hidden, your your few one-in-a-million guys like Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, these guys who come in the league immediately ready to play, MVP-level numbers, taking your team to the Super Bowl, taking your team deep in playoff runs. That's not a common thing. No, you not every team can get that guy in their draft. No. It's a it's a one in a million chance. Now, with that, he'll be their seventh consecutive different starting quarterback on opening day. Can you name the previous six? Luck. Uh in order. Or just Luck is one of them, twenty eighteen. Phillip Rivers. Is one. Matt Ryan. Last year. Carson Wentz. In between Rivers and Ryan, yep. And then, then it was Luck. And before, actually, no. Before, after Luck, before Rivers. Jacoby Brissett? Is correct. Yeah. And, and then, the last guy before Andrew Luck is kind of tough. No, Peyton was before this guy. Ooh. This guy, I think, started the year before they drafted Luck while Peyton was hurt. I was still on the team, I think, even last year as a backup. <sighs> Never, uh, definitely not starting material. It's one of those goofy guys. Ed, he's a goofy guy. Oh, man. Wisconsin legend. That does not help me of at all. Of course not, but he got to throw it out there. But now that I have somewhere to watch college game day, I might be in, and I'm actually awake for it. Oh, that helps, too. That's the worst part about weekends for me. Yeah. Well, I'll be, I'll have the place to watch You'll be it. Up. I don't have it yeah. right now, but... So it was in between Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning? Correct. The year Peyton was hurt, didn't play, and before they drafted Luck, they had the one and only Scott Tolson. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. No, it's tricky. I I don't know why, but I wanted to say Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Not the worst guess. He's kind of that quality, uh, we don't have anybody, let's plug him in. I feel like you're thinking of the Chargers, though. No, I knew he he played for the Chargers. He was never a Colt. I like, I like Buffalo. the thought process. I never knew where he went after was, the it Chargers. Was, it was Buffalo, Cleveland, Chargers, right? Yeah. Idiot. Oh, that's a little harsh. Come on now. Stupid. Come on now. Stupid, Ed. Oh, dude. You don't want this. I'm going to start making fun of you tonight. Go ahead, dude. I no, will. You're not Good wired luck. that way, dude. Don't don't be somebody you're not. No, I'm, I'm going to now. He's no, made, because he, the problem is you're going to try and Cam's... He's got impenetrable defense. He's made me mean. I've got impenetrable defense. You heard him. The dude's a wall. And it, you, the Polish wall, you, brother. You try to make fun of him. Have you just, been trying to just penetrate him? Off. I've, you know, I've taken a few shots. Never works. <laughs> Never <laughs> will. Bad and over, dude. Now, some injury news. We got two backs off the pup list. 
Uh, J.K. Dobbins and Brees Hall. J.K. Dobbins had a brief stint on the pup there. Uh, Brees Hall looks like he'll be ready to go for week one. Just good news. Maybe. With their with their new For the team it is. With their new system or what could be potential system, I guess. I don't they we have, do we have no clue. They did a really good job at utilizing the dual backfield while Brees Hall was healthy last year. Yeah. The problem is it's pretty difficult to utilize a three man backfield. So you gotta think Carter's the odd man out. You would think. Unfortunately. Again, still a very good back. Could be a starting back on, on some teams. But you're bringing down. Maybe they put Carter more in the slot and just run the split back. I don't know because they. I mean, they they lost Elijah Moore, so they they kind of have that that opening in the wide receiver room. That's when he that's why he brought in Randall Cobb. Uh, but yeah, also you have Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. So Randall Cobb, I'm assuming, will be the end zone slot guy. But Michael Carter to get the ball down the field would probably work great in the slot, especially with like end arounds that kind of thing. He's a natural runner, so they can definitely do some interesting stuff. Yeah, I want to see that develop on Hard Knocks. Have you guys watched any of that yet? I haven't gotten to, but I've seen some clips on TikTok. Dude, it looks really good. Yeah, pretty great so far. Yeah, I finished episode one. I haven't started episode two. I caught a brief little bit here. Glimpse yeah. of it. Uh, uh, one was great. I really fell in love even more with Garrett Wilson and Sauce. Love Robert Sala, too. And their defensive coordinator is like... Dan Campbell. Definitely dude. from that Dan Campbell school. And then I... Hack it. Haggett has come off really well. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see more, but it looks like he's back where he feels naturally. This is where he needs to be. Yeah, I think this is the best for him. And he's mostly just with Rodgers because, of course, they have such a long relationship. There's clearly chemistry there. Um, He should have a much better year as Oko. Absolutely. Without any pressures of being a head coach. I did see a really funny clip. Of uh, Nathaniel Hackett, he was joining in with them. Uh, they where they throw the ball and try and hit the uh, the what's it called? Like the net targets out there? No, not the net targets. The little pylon. Just see. If oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, they try and mess each other up by just talking shit mid throw. Like as soon as he's about to throw it. Yeah, yeah and you suck. Aaron Rodgers hit him with a Sean Payton <laughs> right as he was throwing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plus I just love seeing like the behind the scenes stuff, the facilities, yeah. how they go through just. Post practice, all right. Let's go break down tape, in just in, like in the linebackers' room. Oh you're, yeah, you're so like specialized. The, the personalized yeah. rooms like that, where it's smaller. We're linebackers. We're the heart of the defense. That stuff. Love that. And let's see how all that comes together in one fifty-three man unit. It's pretty dope. And they always, of course, they're so well shot. Get such naturally. Great footage. You got Sabretooth flying. Yeah, in so on you his just own, learned that Sabretooth on is his the, own uh, helicopter. The voice of God is Aaron flying calls his him. own helicopter. Into the practice facility. Pretty dope. Big time. Yeah, Shane, definitely catch up on those. Really good so far. I really need to. I might do it tonight. And I will say, also, Zach Wilson's come off pretty good as well. Definitely. Clearly clearly trying to learn from A-Rod. Yes, as he should. Uh, Much better attitude, at least on camera. Because here's the thing. Zach Wilson's, he's not going to go anywhere. No. If they need to sign him as a backup, they will. And if he's learning under A-Rod, then when A-Rod does finally retire, which who knows if he even completes his contract, then you should be in a lot better hands than what he was prior. And he's definitely had an attitude adjustment. Like, he has matured a lot more, just from what we've seen briefly. And he looks better. Again, only so much you can get from actual film that they put in the show. 
But one thing they did say, uh, I think it was the quarterback's coach before the Panthers preseason game. It's like, Zach, one thing I want from you tonight. Just smile. Every play, what are you thinking? Just smile. Have fun. Just have a good time. Relax. Just smile, dude. That's pretty great advice for a kid like that. That Yeah. Definitely. Don't forget this is the game you love. Yeah. When you lose the love, that's it. And you see that the most when they are breaking down film. And it's just a QB room. And it's A-Rod and Zach and the third string guy. I forget who that is. And they're like talking about even just doing fake handoffs. And they're going through in such detail. Because A-Rod has probably the best fake handoff of all time. And Zach's picking up on that. And he's clearly enjoying it. Yes. Like you see the light bulbs go off. That's development. That's Everybody what you loves see. getting better. Yeah. At least you would hope so. Yeah, I guess. He's, he's yeah. an accountable guy, you know? Um, uh, only other thing I have news-wise is we did rework Zach Martin's deal. Thank God. Uh, up to 38 mil over the next two years. Fully guaranteed. He's happy. Back in camp. I'm happy. Jerry's happy. Dak's definitely happy. Tony Pollard's happy. Let's go, boys. I'm happy because Tony Pollard's happy and he's my keeper. Absolutely. Brees Hall keeper not looking so good now. Can't go with him. Got to go with Lave instead. Yeah. I think I have to. Yeah, what what round are you you in? Seventh. Yeah, Lave is going in like four. He went second in our draft. Yeah. Yeah, typically in that mid-third, early fourth stage. I believe it's fantasy time. Speaking of fantasy. Uh, Back on that. I'm out on Ramondre Stevenson and Brees Hall. Both, yeah. Uh, I think it'll affect Ramondre less, but I think a lot of his goal line carries touchdown spots. Yeah, so I think his touchdowns will take a hit for sure. Uh, Brees Hall, again, I would love to see what they're going to do, and I'm glad they're on hard knocks and my drafts are later so I can get to see some of what they're Hopefully doing. Hopefully some info there. At least a little bit, and then I can make a full decision on him. But... You know, if he's not active in practice yet, even though he's off the pup, if he's still rehabbing a little bit, Michael Carter, Brees, and Aaron are all build, or Michael Carter and Dalvin building the chemistry in the offense, getting all the first team reps. Could be tough to come back to. And now, what about Dalvin Cook? That's what I'm saying. Dalvin Cook and Michael Carter are getting all the first team. Yeah, reps. I mean, draft wise for for Dalvin Cook, I don't know if he's there in the fifth round still. I think it's where he went in our draft, fifth or sixth. I don't know. I don't know if he's on my draft board at all either. I don't, honestly, I don't think any of them are. I, I really don't like split back systems unless they fall way too late. Yeah, if I can get Dalvin Cook in the eighth or ninth, take a swing at your bench running back, and then maybe if Michael Carter or Brees gets hurt and his production goes up a little bit, then it'd be worth it. But yeah, he he might be one of my like round ten or later guys. I don't want to start either of those guys. No, is what we're saying. Yes, and Zeke, I don't think he wasn't on my board to begin with. I don't think he will be now. No. Uh, we got no new news on Josh Jacobs or really Jonathan Taylor now. Uh, we don't really know what's going on in that situation. But we do have a love-hate breakdown of rounds one through five. Based on ADP from Sleeper, which is a kind of amalgamation of a bunch of different ranking sites. It's like a, mo- like a melting pot of fantasy football. And I think probably the most accurate. But based on their their ADPs on there, so their average draft position, for those who don't know what ADP is, uh, if we love taking that guy there or if we don't want anything to do with him at that ADP, and if he drops, we'll take him in a later round. Starting with round one. Love Barkley and Cooper Cup. 
Oh, you went double down. Okay. All day. For both. Yeah. Yeah. I love being able to get cup right in the mid round. I love being able to take Barkley late. Yeah, you're getting cup as like the third wideout off the board. Yeah. Fifth, and sixth, Saquon, seventh. I got him at what? Ninth? Saquon, ninth, tenth. Would love that. Maybe eighth. How about your hate? Actually, let me go my love first. Yeah. Um, I love Jamar Chase. Honestly, I would. I might take him wide out one overall, even over JJ. Really? I'm thinking a lot about it. I don't think I'll have that choice because I don't think I'll be drafting that high. But if he's there at three or four. That's where he's going, yeah. Even if he's there at two, and let's say CMC goes one, and he got Chase and Jefferson. You can't take no. I got to think long and hard about that. No, you don't. I it's do. It's so easy. Nah, not for me, it's not. It's so easy. Not for me, it's not. The ball is not getting spread around as much in Minnesota as it does in Cincy. Yeah, but Jamar Chase does so much with those opportunities. So does Ju- Can we start a list? Of what? Austin, bad think, takes? Yeah. Throw it on there, That's dude. not a bad take. Over JJ? That's really not a bad take. It's something that people are seriously considering. Discussing. yeah. It just makes no sense to me. Look, would I do it? I don't know, but I'm thinking about it. I, I think losing Thielen... JJ's getting doubled a lot. A lot of safety help. But it doesn't can, matter. Can he still beat that? Of course, yes. Dude, Am I thinking a little too much about his last two games last year? Of course, yes. His 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 separ- his yards of separation to still get a catch is similar to A.J. Brown, but his catch probability passes that he still catches, he catches so many passes under 20% catch probability, it's not even funny. Look, I'm, I would love to get either guy. That's It's a win-win. Absolutely. But I'm thinking about, it's at least a consideration now. Now you're round one hate. Bijan and Patrick Mahomes. I also have Bijan. Yeah. Again, I don't. I wish he was would come a little later. That's if all. If you sec, if he's projected like second, mid round, mid round second pick, totally I'll take cool. him all day, all day, all day. His production should be through the roof. Atlanta was a great run team last year. Added some more offensive line help. Too. Added a better team all around, defensive and offensive. But it's still just a wild card to me. Do you want to risk your first round pick on a wild card? Because if they're if they're passing if Desmond Ritter doesn't pan out and their pass game is very weak, then stopping Bijan with stacking the box, you just don't know what's going to happen. If their defense isn't that good and they're always behind and then having they have to throw the throw, ball, which Bijan should He's catch a great too. pass catcher. Yeah, that could be a saving grace. Yeah, his his, his he will get Najee Harris levels of. Volume. Volume. What the production that comes out of that, the the idea right now is Saquon levels of production. And hear me out. They do still have Algier and Cordero. Yes. We don't know who's going to get goal line carries. We don't know how much that carry share is going to be split up. We just don't know. And for a first-round pick, I want something that I know is a sure thing. I agree. And, and your other hate was Mahomes? Yeah. I'm, I'm not a first-round quarterback guy. Even our heavy quarterback leagues. Yeah. You can get a mid-second round, sure. That's that's great, right? Early second round, mid, late first round, I'm still taking – I'm still I'm still targeting that that wide out and that, that running back because your high-level running back and high-level wide out, to me, is more important than having a very, very high-level QB when I can get Josh Allen in the third round. Or Herbie in the fifth. Or Herbie or in, the fifth, in the fifth. Or Lamar in the fifth. Or Burrow in the fourth. Or something like that who's still going to get me. He's still one of those elite QBs. But even if I take Tua in the ninth or 
Kirk Cousins in the ninth, the 10th, or whatever, at that point, if I've got a wideout who's projected to finish with 250-plus fantasy points, a running back who's projected to finish with 300, and another wideout that's projected to finish low 200s, and another running back who's projected to finish high 200s, it's like I can fit a quarterback who's going to give me 350, 315, low 300s, no problem. Yeah, the gap between even Mahomes, as great as he is, between him and the eighth quarterback. It's the one-peak game. Yeah, it's not worth missing out on the top five wideout guy in round one or round two exactly. to make up for that gap. Now, round two. Maybe similar here. <clears throat> I love Henry and Adams. Okay, I've got a different guy, but... I think you love him too. Maybe I don't. But I love Derrick Henry. You can get him mid-second round right now. Uh, sometimes even later than that. Sometimes later than that. And that is such a bargain. He is still going to be the dominant touchdown carrier there. The dominant carrier there. He's still probably going to get 15-plus carries a game. And he's going to get all their goal line touches. I mean, it, it, it's a sure thing that you can get late. And if anything, their passing game should be better with DeAndre. Yeah. That that should hopefully even open up the run game for Henry even more. And if he has a hole, it's a touchdown. It's pretty much that simple. Just hope he doesn't get hurt. That's the only really downside. Yeah. And then Devontae Adams, again, Jimmy Garoppolo, underrated in my opinion. He can get the deep ball out still. Devontae Adams should still see, you know, plenty of targets, plenty of receptions, plenty of yards, plenty of touchdowns. All the opportunities are there. They've even just gotten better because they Waller's gone. Josh Jacobs is a question mark. It is literally only Devontae yeah, Adams Yeah, are you right scared now. of Jacoby Myers taking targets from no. Adams? Of course not. Hunter Renfro's going to get his seven or eight, but all that's going to Devontae. Yep. And he can be that deep ball guy, or it'll be the Michael Thomas And again, you can get this guy mid-early, mid, any, pretty much anywhere in the second round. Yeah. It's insane. My second round love is Nick Chubb. Uh, he's like that that first late first early second. So he was at I think eleven in ADP. I love him as a first round grade. Even. And I feel like he's been there for the last couple of years. That so the reason spot. why I kind of was like, what guys were top five picks that are kind of falling down that have dropped a little bit is how I looked at my second round. And then some guys who were round seven picks that moved up to round two. And you never know. Are my hates? Yeah, I love Chubb. I mean, he should be getting all the carries. All the goal line work. Uh, what else needs to be said there? And let's elaborate on this hate thing real quick. We don't hate the player. Just where Just the going. ADP. Yeah. We hate the ADP on these guys. Because I feel like they... There are guys I would much rather take over them that I know are going to get the higher volume and higher production. And these guys aren't proven yet. So... And this is also 10-team half PPR. Uh, correct. Yeah. So that is also important to add. My hates in round two. Garrett Wilson and Amon Ross St. Brown. Is Garrett, does he have a two-round grade? Yeah. It's a little high. I agree with that. I think Amon Ra, I again, I wouldn't take in a second myself. These are, I mean, Amon Ra, third, fourth round, sure. Garrett Wilson, I just don't know. He had flashes of greatness, which is awesome. I mean, rookie of the year, yeah. And, but, you know, that was with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco and Mike White and 
Aaron Rodgers has two of his safety blankets on the team. But now he's got a new toy. So maybe he's not going to wait for you to get all the way down the field to throw the ball. If Lazard's open over the middle or, you know, Cobb's open on an out route. Maybe you're not going to have all those deep ball opportunities. Maybe his deep ball accuracy isn't as great as what it has been. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old. There are guys going in the third that I would take before both Wilson and Amon Ra. Exactly. Uh, my hate, I thought you would go here. I'm going Josh Jacobs, just based on we don't know if he's even going to play. I left Jacobs and Taylor off because... Too obvious? Yes and no, but if if they both go to camp and they're both set to play... Could be a great steal. Then I love their ADP. If they don't play, then nobody's going to draft them anyways. Uh, yes and no. Depending how early you're drafting. Right. Taylor, they were both drafted. Yes. And both drafted in the second round. But we also drafted, what, August 6th? A month early. Yeah. So your later drafts, you know, the 26th, 27th, your September drafts, you're going to have more of a more of those two not being drafted. Hopefully a clearer picture of what's going to happen. Right. Round three. Love Waddle and Hurts. I got Waddle myself. Yeah. Again, Waddle's normally going, could go round two. I would buy high on Jalen Waddle. I don't understand why his ADP is so low. I would, I will 100% buy high on Jalen Waddle. I could easily see both him and Hill being top five dudes. 100%. If two is healthy, maybe even both top three dudes. There's, yeah, I, I will buy high totally on Jalen Waddle all day long. Yeah. Hurts, uh, kind of the same. I would buy high on Hurts. Uh, I would take Hurts as my round two pick, depending on who I got in round one. And simply because the rushing upside and their offense has not changed at all. That's, and yes, I know, you know, Mahomes is receiver proof, I guess, is what we could call it. But, you know, how much of an impact did Eric Bieniemy have on that offensive? It's a question mark that we'll now we're, out here. we have a new, potentially new offensive scheme. Uh, how well is he going to mesh with Andy Reid? Who knows? As far as Oko and head coach go. I mean, there was a couple things that happened that I just don't know. I don't know who their wide receiver one is. Is it Sky Moore? I mean, we know it's Travis Kelsey, right? We know it's Travis Kelsey. Technically, yeah. So we know what Kelsey's going to do. But if, you know, if Kelsey's not, he's not open every play. You know, their their running back room's still weak. You know, I'm not a, uh, I don't think Pacheco is. He's good for what he does, but if they needed to rely on him, they can't. I think he's a very good player, not necessarily a great fantasy player. Right. So if if you know if they're playing the Eagles, who are just locking down their receivers and Kelsey, th- then their offense is done. You know you can't rely on Pacheco to get you out of to make them stack the box. And also, even though Mahomes is so great. Reed adapts from game to game and during the game better than anybody. So Pacheco might have had three great weeks. Well, guess what? Based on their matchup in week four, he'll get six carries. Yeah. Whereas with Philly and with Hurts, you're getting the same thing every week. But yeah, I, uh, with with Mahomes, with Hurts, exactly like you said, you're getting the same thing every week. Ten carries, two goal line carries, one of which is probably going to score. Yeah. He's, throwing he's, 25, 30 times. He's Josh Allen without the interceptions and fumbles. Uh, much safer version. Yeah. yeah. At and least on based a, on just and on an overall year. better team, uh, better offense for sure. Yeah, and for for fantasy purposes, right now better defense. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll buy high on Hurts. 
Yeah, especially went until round three, where for the most part, Mahomes gone, Allen gone. If people really love Lamar, maybe Lamar gone. If you get fourth QB off the board and you get hurt in round three, I love that. I know people are buying high on Burrow. Uh, especially Bengals fans. People we have a lot of in our drafts. People buying high on Geno Smith. <laughs> I've, I've heard that. I've heard that. People uh, dra- drafting J.K. Dobbins and then dropping him. Yeah. The next day. Um, and then round three hates. Uh, Brees Hall now. Yeah, I, I also put down Brees. And yeah. your boy Olave. Um, love Olave. I think round three is maybe a little Why? bit high. Maybe Again, little high. he's one of those question marks. Had a pretty solid year with what was around him. Derek Carr's a better quarterback, but what are the opportunities going to be like? What's he going to be? What's he going to look like as the true wide receiver one? Well, that's what he was last year. Yes and no. My question mark now is if maybe Mike Thomas does come back and does go back to semi-prime Mike Thomas, how much of that where does the shares target go? share yet yeah, affect yeah. Olave's share? Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, big question mark for Olave. Again, if I could get him in round four or five. All day. I would probably prefer five or six. Or a keeper in round seven. Or a keeper in round seven. Round four. Uh, love Devontae Smith and Joe Mixon. Also got Smith. Same thing with Waddle. A guy that finished top 10 last year, top 12. Even getting though he's no technically love. the number two wideout on his team. Getting no love. You're getting the same thing every week. He could turn a five-yard slant into a 75-yard touchdown. Yeah. I will say that's kind of the question mark is his volume doesn't really result in production, but he makes the production with his little volume. And in round four as your second, maybe even third wideout taken, absolute steal. And again, love Joe Mixon. No competition in that backfield at all for him. Took a pay cut to stay with the team. He was on pace for, you know, like 100 receptions, double-digit touchdowns and over 1,000 yards last year before his injuries. And, yeah, he loved mixing round four. Call me crazy. I don't hate it if you wait till round four to draft your first running back and you end up wide out, wide out. Maybe you go quarterback and mix in wide out one. Yeah. If you're in our league, we only have to start one one running back. I don't hate it. Um, so, yeah, for me, Demonte Smith as well as, as a love. How about a hate? Kenny Walker. Thought about it. With Charbonnet, yeah. that's a lot of draft capital. I don't know what's going to go on there. One Another one of those questionable, question mark backfields. Home run hitter, yes. But they're going to be throwing the ball 35 times a game between Lockett, DK, and JSN. And, yeah, with Charbonnet, I've heard a lot of things in camp that it could be a 50-50 split. They might lean more towards Charbonnet as, years, as the year goes on. Which I do not love. But Pete Carroll does have a history of – Sticking with the vet, which even though Walker's a second-year guy, Charbonnet's a rook. Barring Walker injury, also faced an injury last yeah, year. And it's, again, kind of an unknown thing. Um, I'm going kind of in the same vein. I'm going Jameer Gibbs. Um, I don't know why his and Montgomery's ADP is so far apart. Because Montgomery's not a bad pass catcher. That's one of the big upsides of Gibbs. But rookie running back, going into, yes, a good system and a nice run-heavy system. I just don't like the idea of a rookie running back. Even round four, you have a little more room to kind of risk it. There are safer picks out there that I'd be more comfortable with. I agree. <clears throat> round five. I love Aaron Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and Scary Terry McLaurin. I was going with your guy all day. Aaron Jones, 
the past three years has outperformed his ADP every year. By a mile. And should be just as good, if not even better, this year. Yeah. Absolute steal. In round again, five, especially. Scary Terry, wide out one. Bad team, so what? Always performs well. And D Hop. Uh, Terry with the highest contested catch rate, I think, in the league the past two yeah. years. D Hop, potentially, he's the wide out one. Yeah. Ton of potential. Still probably the best hands in the league as far as no drops. So. I don't think he's lost that much speed wise. No. Still Barring great route again. Yeah, he's. Should I be think fine. round five is an absolute steal. Yeah, should be fine. Uh, for me, round five hate. Again, not because of the player, but the system he's in, the way they utilize things week to week, and because I don't like this position George in the mid rounds. George Kittle. I have him too. Yeah. Touchdown dependent in fantasy. He had 11 touchdowns last year. Yeah. Before that, five, six, four, et cetera. And again, Shanahan utilizes guys so differently depending on the week and even during the game that you can't guarantee that. I think you can get so much better value at tight end, especially waiting till round eight, nine, ten. The and problem getting a with Kittle running is back or guy in round five. His best game will be thirty fantasy points, if not more. Yeah, but a great game for George Kittle, as far as football goes, normally isn't a good fantasy game when he's blocking. I mean, he is, in my opinion, the best tight end in the league. Pure tight end, yes. As far as he blocks better than Kelsey. Uh, he's quicker than Kelsey. I think his route running is better than Kelsey. I think Kelsey just has better hands. Yeah, hands. I mean, in and comparison. utilization. Yeah. So, I love George Kittle. But I hate that I have to take him in round five. And I hate that when he has a great game, he gives you five points in fantasy. He'll give you 35 one week, and then 3, 2, 3, 20, 3, 2, 0. Yeah, if he was consistent, if he consistently got five catches, 50 yards, and a, and a couple end zone looks, would have no problem. That's the average tight end, fantasy-wise. But the problem is his utilization in that offense is just ran so different that they're never going to get that high utilization. He's never going to get that high volume. And even all those things said, I'd still take him. Just not in round five. Not in round five. My I, other hate in round five is Miles Sanders. Yeah, I go back and forth on him. We don't really know. He's got potential to be a good running back, but we don't really know what Carolina's going to be doing. I was trying to base it off of, look at last year and what Deontay Foreman did. Great fantasy-wise from like week eight to the end of the year. Same line. You bring in Bryce Young. Bring in Sanders, who's still a good running back but just based on system and what they're going to do and how they're going to divide that backfield up. You know, Young's going to take probably 10 or 12 carries a game, right? Probably. Whether scramble or designed. Same thing. Round five running backs are it's big question good, you got options there. Yeah, there's better options. Um, do you want to do 6 to 10 next week? Is that a little too deep? Uh, go deep we can maybe go here. like 6 to 8. I like to keep my my eight on to myself. Kind of secret, yeah. That's fair. Because there's a lot of a lot of good guys you can get still. Uh, yeah, guys that I'd rather would definitely want to have myself. Yeah, especially with uh with listening ears in the in the studio. Getting closer and closer to our SNS draft. Earmuff, Shane. We're gonna talk real fantasy, dude. Shane's got his whole strategy laid out. <laughs> you don't need our help, dude. I I actually have a strategy. 
Dude, and it's funny yeah. because all the guys we hate, he loves. No. Is that a fact? That works out perfectly. <laughs> no. No. Bijan, round one. But I have been listening to you. I've been watching a lot of fantasy on YouTube and TikTok and all over the place, trying to get a feel for like where guys are going and like why they have value and why they don't. I think I actually have a solid strat. I think it's easy to get almost too locked into what you want to do. At the end of the day, for the first five rounds especially, let's go best available. If you love a guy that you maybe think you can't get next pick, maybe take a risk. But for the most part, don't See, go in thinking, I want to go wide out, wide out. I, I even know. have a different philosophy than you. I always have, like, I want these guys. But if one of those guys, if they're all gone somehow, I have to do guys I believe in. If it's not, if it, and that factors in too. Like, yeah. I will not take people that I think have question marks by their name. Yeah, all right. That's, that's a fair point. If, if Bijan was best available, and he was in our draft, I think maybe behind Saquon. I'm still taking Saquon because I believe in him more, and he's still, in my mind, the real best available. Yeah, exactly. You know? So my strat right now is to go in with who I realistically think I can get at these picks and who I want, and then have a backup for if they're gone. But then also be like, if this guy is available over who I want, I'm taking him. It's very simple, but like that's I think just, that's that's just drafting. No, but like so I actually, oh, on. I actually have like a whole draft board. Like I well, before we all do, yeah, yeah. But before I never did that. Like I was never super into fantasy. So let's say Gino's gone round one. What do you do? Oh, dude, you can't take my first round pick like that. You got to adapt. Shit, if Gino, be able to improv on the fly. If Gino's gone round one. I've got to go Derek Carr. I don't hate that. It's a good value, round yeah. one. One eight, one nine, maybe. Towards yeah. the end of the first. Well, I'm pick seven, so, you know, I don't. I think Geno will fall to me. Oh, what are we again? Are we three and four? I think so. So you're at three. Yeah. I'm at four. Oh, man. Dude, please, um, please don't take Geno. I got Chase at four. I guarantee you, you will most likely 100% get Jamar Chase. I get Chase Unless at four. he goes one or two. If there's a Bengals fan ahead of us. So yeah. here's my thing. I will 100% have Christian McCaffrey, Jamar, or Justin Jefferson, or Cooper Cup. One of those three. Yeah. 100%. And at four, I have all those guys or Jamar Chase. Everybody's happy in the first yeah. round, you know? Yeah. Should be. Yeah. Unless you're, oh, man. The, I feel like the only people who aren't happy, like sometimes, you know, the guys who take like Kelsey. Like, yeah, you're happy, but are you really? Could have had something cooler. Yeah. Like I mean, Kelsey's you, pretty cool, though. Could have had Diggs. You could have, had, but but you feel like you're obligated to take Kelsey. I would. That's why I don't want to be like sixth, because he's going to fall to six most likely. And Five like, or six. Shit, yeah. Do I? I guess I got to take him, but do I really want to? Yeah, I don't like I don't that. Know. I don't like that feeling. Again, I'd rather have a tight end in like round seven or. That's lower. where I say you you stay with the guys you believe in. Yeah. If the if you even say, oh man, I really don't want to, don't. Like if you're there at five and you've got Cup or Kelsey, take you're, a cup, you're a cup, cup guy all day, all yeah. day. Yeah, if there's even like if I even get a feeling like, "Oh man, I really he's still here, but I don't really want to th- I'm not taking him." I'll take the guy that I like. Tell you right now. I almost even want to say it on show, but I have a strong chance. I don't want to say it cuz Shane might do it before me. Moving on to NBA, not a whole lot of news here. Actually, probably no news, huh? Except uh, on Whizbang Wednesday. Whizbang Wednesday. Um Shane, the whole Jimmy Harden thing. Yeah. Apparently had a kind of a handshake deal that he was going to opt out this year and then get a max in the offseason. Then all that drama with Maury. And Harden says, I'm not going to play here or play with him ever again. I'm out. 
And now apparently no other team even wants him based on what was, you know, they're going to have to pay to get for him. Where does he end up? Does he even play next year? No way he stays in Philly. Be right? realistic. Don't be a hater. I'm going to be realistic. I think that he will come and play because at the end of the day, money is money. He'd rather make what he's making right now than make nothing at all. Um, I don't think that we see a great version of James Harden because we've seen him do it before when he's unhappy. He doesn't put up the numbers that he usually would. Um, and then after that, I've got to think that he goes to a team like the Clippers where maybe he won't make that super max money after the performance he gives this year, but he goes somewhere that he actually wants to play. You think he, that's where he wants to go as the Clippers? Uh, that was the, that's what the rumors were, was that he wanted to go play with Paul George and Kawhi. Now I've heard that, and I've and heard you back also, to Houston, too. Well, you also think that they're going to end up keeping Kawhi and Paul George after this next season? No, I think it's one or the other. But, I mean, if you're James Harden, you can either go play with Embiid, who is going to blame you whenever things don't go right, or you can play with a guy where you're pretty much guaranteed to do well with either Paul George or Kawhi. I think they'll keep Kawhi over Paul George. Um, I think you've got to hop on it. And then you could also go back and do Houston. I mean, they've got some solid building blocks over there. I don't hate the fact that, I mean, the narrative would be James Harden goes back to his where he was his best, takes a pay cut, and makes the teams better. And so there's no other NBA news. I'll double down on Wizbang Wednesday. Is it inevitable that Embiid requests a trade at some point? Yeah. I don't think so. You don't think he will? I don't think he will. Even Why? after all the continuous blaming of other people? Dude. Because it keeps getting away with it? Exactly. Philly fans and the, the front office have 100% backed him. Bent over backwards for him. They 100% believe that he is not the problem, that it is everyone else around him. And you don't think that'll ever run out? He has brainwashed that entire organization. See, I I would say I think that. it might be a vet move. Like, Wait. late, he's out of his prime, he's not putting up good numbers. They haven't won yet. He will not move while he is still putting up MVP numbers. No doubt in my mind. Because he will not get that production or volume anywhere else. Shane, counterpoint? Uh, he's been hinting at wanting to leave. Where's he going to go? I think any team Charlotte. doesn't have a center would take Embiid. Yeah, I mean, anyone. No, would. they can't have anyone. You cannot have a bona fide star. He cannot play with one. He has to be the focal point of the offense or he will just move again. But do you think, like Philly already has been brainwashed, he can brainwash another front office? Do no. they think, oh, we can bring in an MVP-level two-way star? I don't think so. And let him play with our number one guy right now? I think I it's got to be a team so. that's also looking to move a star. It, it has to be a team like Charlotte who doesn't have a star. You could say LaMelo Ball's the star, but with how much games he misses, there's no true star. That he will not, and the value Philly would want for him, oh, it's they'll just keep paying him. So is the question, will he get traded, or does he want to leave? My question initially was, will he request a trade at some point? No. I but think honestly, he'll request it. No, I don't won't. think it'll happen. After Cam's point, I hadn't considered the fact that he basically has no blame, no accountability, and they continue to give him all the breaks in the world. Why and would you want to leave he doesn't care about winning. He kind of says he does. But he says he see, does, but he doesn't. Ever he since. does not care if he never wins a championship. He will continue to sign Supermax deals until he stops putting up points. Yeah. He will sign Supermax deals as long as Philly offers them. And they're going to keep offering them. Yeah. Got to make our guy happy. I mean, I don't think that he's cared about winning 
since they lost to Toronto. He's never cared about winning. No, he cared. When no, he, that fake crying bullshit. No, he cared when there I was could a chance. Do that. He cared. He cared when there was a chance. He cared when he blamed Ben Ben Simmons. No, I think that when they had that team of Ben Simmons, uh, Jimmy Butler, and him, I think that was the year that they actually had a chance. I don't, don't think he cared. Really? I no. think he did. I think that was the last time he cared because then he got paid so. and he doesn't give a shit. If he would have cared, he would have fought harder to keep, keep Jimmy buckets. Jimmy wanted to leave anyway. Yeah, to be fair, maybe uh, Jimmy just said, "Hey, I'm out of here." Bro. They didn't pay him. I know they paid uh, Tobias Harris yeah. for Jimmy. No, it wasn't that Jimmy Butler didn't want to be there. They just said, "Hey, do you want two million dollars?" And he said, "No, thanks, dude." Well, no, it's because they offered the money to Harris. Yeah, not him. Butler. Yeah, yeah. I which, don't blame him. I don't either. Yeah. It's not like Embiid forced him out. It was like, hey, we just paid Tobias Harris. Yeah, but Embiid should have been up there using his his skills that he has, saying, "Hey, dude, we need to keep we need to keep Jimmy." Yeah, he should really do. He should have. But no, what happened instead? Fucking. Tobias. Oh, I got paid. Nice. Tobias Harris, dude. I got paid. Ben Simmons sucks. Fuck Ben Simmons. That's do you what think uh, the new head coaching change will affect no. that along? No. Not even a little bit. Because if they don't, if the head coach tries to make a change, he'll get fired. He has no power. Exactly. All right, boys, I think we go to break here, come back with an ad read. And before we go to UFC, a story that kind of blindsided all of us. SNS episode 50 back after this. You know, I went back to the gym today for the first time in a while. I went at like 10 o'clock, which I thought was a good time to go. Of course, it's still packed with people. They're sweating all over everything. Most of the equipment sucks anyway. I didn't get a good workout in. I, I felt really demoralized to go back to the gym. What do you think is preventing you from we have the solution, dude. getting a workout? All that surrounding stuff, man. I, just, I hate even the, just even going there, period. Well, that's because you haven't met with Mr. Evan Keaton yet. All Things Fitness, a certified personal trainer. And uh, you, you can, can reach out to him at, on his email at... <laughs> at dude, we stop fitness. One of the time we, here, boys. One of the time. stop, dude. dude we, you, can we sync up? You stop. You stop. Make me. Don't be fighting over the ad space. I'm trying to read an ad, dude. So am I. I'm the face of this show. No, you're not. I'm trying to read an ad. There's dude. three faces, dude. But Shane killed the ad read last week. I did. Allegedly. But I, want, I, I need some more info here, boys, because I'm sick and tired of this shit. All right. All right. So, Evan Keaton, a certified personal bit. trainer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Email address. All things, all things fitness, fitness one five at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. That's a little harmony. There, Cell boys. phone nine three seven. He's waiting for me. I know. I thought you were gonna keep <laughs> it going, dude. Nine three seven three zero eight six three two four. And website all things So do I have to still like go to the gym and meet him there? Or? Absolutely. No. Not. Fun fact: you can actually uh, just give him a call, schedule a schedule an, uh, a workout session. And, and he, he will, will come bring to the stuff to you. All the equipment. And he brings equipment with him. Yeah. Well, God damn, I don't know how that would work out for you specifically. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll work around it. But you guys could work out right there. In the, the uh, one thing I there. hate, though, is the whole, like, you know, diet aspect, too. He gives really good nutritional advice. He does that as well? Yes. He's not, he's not certified in that, but he knows a thing or two about dieting for your personal needs. He's a double threat. That's dual, tough to find. Dual threat. Dual threat, and the same thing. What you're looking for. Uh, probably pretty pricey, though, right? Got to be expensive for that kind of service. 25 Absolutely bucks a not. session. Depending on how far he has to drive, he does charge a mileage slash gas fee. God, well, you can't beat that. Pretty solid. Three Shane, times a some, week. Drop some email one more bucks. time, buddy. Let me, let me drop this email real quick. It is all, all things, things fitness, fitness one five, five at, at gmail.com. Gmail. 
Would you like to hear the cell phone number? Uh, I would. I kind of forgot it. All right. It is 937-308-6324. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I've got my final cigar notes here, and I believe Austin has his as well. Affirmative. <clears throat> He's puffing through down to the nub now. So pretty much full cigar gone. Um, again, this is the GTO Anesthesia Forte Special Blend, uh, Dominican Puro. Uh, pretty good all the way through. Uh, the licorice sweetness kind of held all the way through. In the second third, though, I got some black pepper in the retrohale. Pretty different. And then some milk chocolate, some nice creamy milk chocolate in there. That was really good. Uh, the third third, the cedar became the forefront, which I thought was very interesting. So a lot of things moving around here. Yeah, it, things just kept jumping in front of the other. The same flavor stayed all the way through, but they just kept changing the intensity. Which is nice. The final third, yeah, the cedar and earthiness stuck through and the black pepper kind of went to the back end, back burner. All in all, pretty good. Uh, flavor, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Uh, burn, I gave a 4 out of 5. Draw, 3 out of 5. A little pretty tight. Uh, burn, close to perfect all the way through. And again, I just went through the flavors. 3.5, I would have liked to see a little bit more complexity. But the same notes, adjusting forefront is pretty complex in itself. It's a fun experience too, yeah. Uh, but just not my favorite flavors. Uh, appearance was a 5 out of 5. Beautifully made cigar. Could, really couldn't have done it better myself. Uh, which is, <laughs> I believe that. Which is a shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, personal 3.5. Overall, 19 out of 25. I had the GTO Painkiller Box Pressed Maduro. Appearance-wise, same as Cam. Complete 5. Really flawless. Very impressed by it. Burn was also a five, not a single touch-up, even all the way through, no canoeing, no unevenness. Uh, can't ask for anything better there. Draw is a four, not as tight as yours, but not perfect. Could have had a little more looseness, a little more smoke production, but overall still solid. Flavor of four, a lot of that black pepper, um, some of that earthiness stayed through all the way through, but then towards the halfway mark, much more dark coffee, which was a, a very welcome presence. Dark coffee? Yeah, it's like a pure like black coffee. I've never heard somebody call it dark coffee before. I was well, I'm not a coffee drinker, yeah, so you know it's dark coffee bean. I think <laughs> most coffee would be a darker color. Oh, I drink lattes. Okay, that's a little oh, a little that's more right. milk He's and cream in there. Guy. Okay, you're a big latte guy. Oh, I'm, I'm a slut guy. for a Tim Hortons vanilla latte, dude. Uh, oh hell yeah, okay. love that stuff. Okay. Uh, flavor wise, again was a four. Uh, personal was also a four for a grand total of 22 out of 25 overall. Really impressed by this, actually. Definitely would be buying some more if I can find them. Nice. Shane's disgusted by you. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, se I'm secure in what, what I like, dude. What am I doing to make you think you that? You were making the most disgusted face I've ever seen. No, I wasn't. You side-eyeing me, dude? No. He was like... He's just making shit up, dude. Dude, I, I, I didn't Cam's an honest guy. Next time, I'll no. take a picture, dude. I promise take you. You may not realize you were doing it, but you were making a disgusted face. I didn't face. do it. You were still taken aback by the latte thing, and I say it's 2023... This guy wants to drink a latte, he can. I don't care if it was 1975. I'm still drinking lattes all day, dude. He will, but you'll still not like it. <laughs> Probably like it even less. Okay. Hey, don't make him seem that way, Cam. Come on now. He's not that way. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> now, uh, one of my favorite stories here of the week. Out of the blue, again, blindsided by this Michael Orr and his adopted family or alleged adopted family it's situation. not really adopted family. Not adopted, dude. So it started off with Michael Orr saying, 
guess what? Uh, you guys owe me 15 mil because I never got anything from the movie. Also, I was never actually adopted. They tricked me into signing a conservatorship and not adoption papers. That is correct. Pretty shocking there. Is uh, it? Well, initially, <laughs> I thought so. Because I, I saw that movie when I was, what, like 10, 12? I like to take people at face value, but I've quickly learned that most people are scum, dude. Generally. Yeah. Especially to take advantage of an 18-year-old kid like that. Yeah. And say, like, yeah, we're adopting you. But then you don't. And then... That's really shitty. Then take all of the money you earned from his story. And be like, hey, sorry, son, we didn't get any money from that, so... Have a good career. Yeah. And now, since he's come out and said, like, hey, dude, you guys, like, really screwed me over here. Uh, they're calling it a cash grab. Or a shakedown is actually the exact words. They're calling it a shakedown. The adopted parents are. Yes. The conservative... Conservatorship. <laughs> conservatorship of parents. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. That was the same thing this. that happened to Britney Spears. Yeah. Where her dad... Locked like, her in a basement for eight years. And took all of her money. Yeah. Oh. So they say, hey, it's fake. Uh, but then they, I guess, gave up the conservatorship. Yeah, that that was news that broke like mid-podcast. I wanted to bring that up earlier. But they, they're going to go ahead and relinquish it since he went out and talked about it. Made them look real bad. So does that mean... They can get out of paying him anything? I don't know. Do they have to pay him the money they owed him during the conservatorship? I don't really know what happens here. I'm not a I'm not a lawyer. Neither am I. Based on the paperwork, I don't think they technically owe him anything because he did sign it, whether he was tricked or not. I don't know how that works. But it sounds like it's mostly going to probably end up in a wash where you can't blame him for being a young kid and not knowing any better, especially over a legal document. When people yeah. you trust are saying, hey, son, we're going to adopt you. Just sign right here. You're like, hell yeah, dude. I'm stoked. Let's do it. Yeah. And then a shitty movie's made about you that you end up getting no money from. Not a shitty movie. I was going to say, that movie is uh, pretty good. Overrated. It's pretty good. You just don't like Sandra Bullock, I feel like. I like Sandra Bullock. I, just, I thought she was good in that role, but the movie itself was just such schlock and fake emotionness. It was hacky, dude. Come on. Exactly what they did in real life, dude. <laughs> Give me the real story. Give me a dark story of them screwing this kid over. That'd be a much better movie. Uh, there might be one now. Uh, you never know. There he can be. actually get paid for it. Uh, we can only hope so. Let's fund that, Shane. The Let's no like longer that. blindside? No, that's the ultimate blindside. I don't know, dude, because he saw now. I know, but it's the he was blindsided by it. It's the <laughs> ultimate blindside, dude. Maybe we just keep the title, The Blindside. No, it's got to <laughs> be The Blindside the, Part D. The ultimate blindside. Do you think for the past, what, 10 years, they were thinking, man, I hope he never finds out about this. Fingers crossed. Oh, dude, I think once the movie is made, you are you think that you're out of the woods. So, yeah, they say they didn't actually make any money from the movie themselves. They made millions, dude. Which, yeah, they had to have. Like, they own the yeah. rights to his story yeah. and their story. So Yeah, the, his likeliness and everything. All that. That movie was huge, dude. I yeah, mean, it's I mean, still she huge. Won, she won Best Actress. I think it, you, it might have won Best Picture. Why Why do you know that off the top of your head? Dude, I love movies. I love Oscar drama, too. I love... Film was my biggest passion besides sports here. Maybe even bigger than sports. He gets deep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I He, like, goes back to, like, how the sets are made and everything. I love the production. All that behind-the-scenes stuff, yeah. dude. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Dude, you should go to school. I've considered it. You should. But, nah. Dude, that would be so I do have cool. a dream to write a screenplay one day. You should go to you school, should. dude. Eh, we'll see. If there's any advice you ever heard from me, go to school. Go to school. Think about how much time... You spend like going to the brick and all that stuff and what you could be putting that to to pursue a potential future in in film. In film. You never know. Because I think you'd be a decent actor too. 
You know, looking back now, I do wish I would have taken theater in like middle school and high school. Would have been a lot of fun. Well, how does that work if you were homeschooled? Uh, that's a fair point. We had, had to go somewhere for that, like a, a local theater troupe. <laughs> hey, mama, put on a play. It's a one-man show. <laughs> I'm playing every role, dude. dude. If, if you told your mom that, she would definitely think that you were like that. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, there are times you thought that anyway, dude. There were some question marks, apparently. Dude. That, was, that was me oh, acting now. That was me definitely acting. Exactly. To this day. <laughs> Did he uh, keep appearances? Putting on an act every day. He's giving the Oscar right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, I really. You should pursue it. I think you should, dude. You guys have any uh, any childhood dreams you wish you would have pursued harder back in the day? Um. See, when I was younger, I always wanted to be a cop, but like firefighters are close seconds. So. Yeah, like everybody goes through that phase. Yeah. I had a couple months where I thought about it. Yeah. Like in middle school. So does that really count? I don't really understand what being a cop really was. I always yeah. thought that I'd have a lot more money by now. Ah, we all think that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah besides ball player, which I do wish would have gone to college and played ball, I just didn't want to do the whole like school part. Yeah. That's pretty pretty shitty. Then I want to get into like radio, like broadcasting, like play we're by play stuff. Kind of like what we're doing. So right now. yeah, that that dream's been filled. Yeah. We're on the way to play by play. Right, to the moon, baby. Yeah. I, I always wanted to be an architect. Really. Yeah. I was big into, like, Bob the Builder and stuff. Oh, shit, dude. We all were. Yeah, I wanted to be a architectural design guy. Still time. Go to school, dude. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, you never know. You, could, you can I, re-inspire I very, I very, that passion. very quickly realized what that degree consists of in this area. I would have to move to a pretty big city. I don't... That's not my lifestyle. And probably a lot of boring stuff when you're actually not building. I didn't uh, surveying realize. This is a big, big thing. Just a surveyor. <clears throat> Just go look at a field and you're like... Yep, that's a field. <laughs> well, dude, yep. dude, I didn't realize how much like that degree actually like how much went into that. It there, takes a lot, dude. Dude, for the computers that they require you to have to take the class, it's like four grand. Yeah, it's insane. Not to mention if you have to do anything by hand, you got to buy super expensive expensive graph paper and basically cartography paper. Yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely something I looked into. Yeah, my grandma was an architect. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, dude, she um she built a bunch of houses and then yeah, sold them off. See that. Yeah. This guy wants to build like, I, museums and no. My goal was to build. I wanted to build a bridge. So, like, what Calvin's doing? No, Calvin's a chemical engineer. I thought he was a architect, uh, chemical engineer, same thing. No, no I thought he works he, for the company that makes Tylenol. I thought that he was a civil engineer. No, but that's what he was going for. No, he switched. Oh, but yeah, he, he, he work, He's an intern for the company that makes Tylenol and stuff, and he makes forty five dollars an hour as an intern. As an intern? Yeah, mm-hmm. man, I, I could take on an internship here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how about some UFC talk? Let's talk it. I'm very excited. For Did you watch Saturday's card? Only really one fight on that with uh, RDA. Not a whole lot. Yeah, he, he looked great on the feet and then kept shooting meaningless takedowns that didn't go anywhere, and he lost by decision to Vicente Luque. Derek Lewis resigns for eight fights. <sighs> Love to see it. Eight very exciting fights. Hopefully we see another flying knee in there at least once. Eight very short fights. Hopefully. One way or another. Uh, hopefully in his favor <laughs> one way or another they will all be very short that is um, probably never getting back into like title contention but just go out there and there's be gonna that, be a vacancy in those eight fights be that main card entertainer keep giving great post fight interviews does. and keep on making money just keep being Derek Lewis even when he was the inter- interim champion it did not. he was not a champion didn't change he's a people's champ yeah and he always, and always will be, will be. <laughs> and then uh, I know Shane brought up the fact that Mighty Mouse and Bradley Martin yeah they're fighting I don't know the details, like if it's going to be a strictly jujitsu thing or if like it's going to be full on like MMA. Um, but Mighty Mouse is going to kill him. 
Yeah, there is a certain point where size eventually will overtake skill. But not that much but skill. But not here. No. That's possible, dude. Depending on the depending on the rule, if there is punching allowed, Bradley Martin is going to murder him. Too slow, dude. Mighty Mouse is way too quick. What's he going to do? Dodge him. All of them. Dodge That's him. fine. Dodge him. What's he going to do after that? Take him down. Suplex arm Break bar. his leg. Break his knee. Break dude, his ankle. The If Bradley Martin landed on top of Mighty Mouse, he would be knocked out. No. I don't think... Could he get back up? Maybe not. He could probably scramble around and get out from under him. Like you said, there is a point where size overtakes skill. But also, Bradley Martin has pretty much no flexibility. Yeah. He's super slow. His range of motion And Mighty Mouse, honestly, is probably a top five MMA fighter of all time. He is. He's older. when you're 135 at your highest... And this dude's 290 with no fighting experience. I'm 260. Whatever. I'm too And also juice to the gills. Yeah. But that also means that he has zero gas tank if he's That's the thing, too, cardio-wise. Connects yeah. one time. I don't think he will. Dude, is it, all it takes. Is dude. this the call you're making that Bradley Martin beats Mighty Mouse? I'm not making a call. I doubt they okay. even actually fight. No, they are. Hopefully they fight the same card as Elon Musk and uh, yeah, Zuck. Yeah, exactly. Zuck in, is taking this seriously. In dude. Italy. Well, whatever. he acts like he is. Yeah, I guess that, that was proposed to be literally in the Coliseum. Yeah. yeah. Which would be pretty dope, let's be that honest. That would be dope. That would be cool. In that case, make it a fight to the death. But Bradley Martin, dude, he's trying to pick fights with all of the UFC fighters. He started talking well, yeah, to Sean he saw what, about it. What he's Jake getting and Logan publicity. Paul did. I exactly. know he is. He's, all he's getting rich just by saying it. People are watching his podcast now. Of course, it's a podcast. Or whatever he does. Who doesn't YouTube have a podcast Exactly. And any three nerds can make a podcast together. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Good thing we're not nerds. <laughs> well, not all of us. Yeah. Just one of us. I mean, he's not that way, though. But the 292 preview, big time card. The prelim main event, I guess, is Chris Weidman and Brad Tavares, who's a favorite there. Good to see Weidman get back after that vicious leg break like two years ago now. Yeah, um, curious to see what happens. He's, yeah, he's, he's got to play pretty passive, I should think. Should be all right. Should be entertaining, at least. I don't really have a dog in the fight, but I probably would take Tavares as a favorite. Um, but it will not be on my actual betting card. Speaking of your betting card, who do you got? Let's start with the uh, the main card here. We got Cheeto Vera and Pedro Munoz. We've got Munoz. See, I've got uh, Cheeto Vera myself. Of course you do. Slight favorite. Should be a banger. Should be a banger. I got Munoz. I uh, wouldn't be shocked either way, but I do like Cheeto just a little bit more. I think it should be a stand up fight all the way through. Yeah, Both neither. Both guys pretty evenly matched. Not too much ground game between the two. Uh, next up, we got uh, Damone Blackshear and Mario Batista. I like the fight, but I got Batista. Um, I actually have Blackshear. So. Wow. Two for two on different uh, <laughs> different impacts. If I know one thing. Surely this is going to change. I've already lost. <laughs> Given Cam's track record. Neil Magny and Ian Machado Gary. The I like heavy Neil Magny, dude. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Do you really? Yes. I love Gary. Gary's going to get taken off that pedestal. He needs one loss. Uh, I agree. I think it, he does. Not I think he'll get now. it here. Uh, he's a future champ. This will, should propel him I agree. further. I agree. I think he's in his head right now. I think he, he's acting like Neil has no chance. And I think he's going to slip up. I mean, Neil, great vet, fundamental, reliable. Wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world, but I just I think Ian's too good on both the feet and the ground. But if you do overlook your opponent, that one shot is all you need. All right, three for three. The, these two got to be the same. I would like to think so. Zhang Wei Li and Amanda Lemos. And still... The champion, Zhang Weili. Of course. Uh, again, pound for pound, maybe the best athlete in the sport. 
so strong, so quick. Really no flaw. Good ground game. Great on the feet. Uh, should make quick work. In Shane, do you want to chime in on this next one? The main event. Aljamain Sterling and Sugar Sean O'Malley. I know you got some strong opinions here. I don't really have any strong opinions. We'll make one up. Strengthen I, it up. I think Alja is going to take him to the ground. I don't think it's. I don't think it's feasible that O'Malley avoids a takedown the entire fight. And that's you know, the mentality that he's going in with. Is oh, I'm just not going to let him take me down. I thought that too. But his defense, his takedown defense against Jan looked very, very good. Aljo is a better wrestler. But I think you're kind of underrating Sugar Sean's takedown defense and sprawling ability too. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I don't think it's going to be like like instantaneously he gets taken down. But I think it's gonna it's gonna stay standing for a while until probably halfway through the fight, third round. Aljo will take him down. Cam, your keys to the fight. Uh, this fight's not going past round three. Either way, I can tell you that much right now. It is not going past round three either way. Uh, keys to the fight. 100% O'Malley cannot go to the ground. If he goes to the ground, he will get submitted. Won't get back up. He will not get back up. He will be submitted 100%. He can avoid takedowns, I agree. Uh, but I also think that Aljo can outstrike him. Um, this is where O'Malley's funky uppercuts and no pun intended because the funk master. But uh, his, his unorthodox strikes will come into play, and he has to really capitalize on those, which he has done in the past, but didn't really do in the on fight. He kind of won the fight how he needed to, definitely spent his entire camp on takedown defense, didn't really practice that fun Sean O'Malley, you know, unorthodox fighter we're used to seeing. And the problem is if you don't have that, you're showing Aljo something he's beat a million times. And you don't have a chance. You have to go back to your roots and be unorthodox. Throw those up kicks. Throw those question mark kicks. Throw those like hook uppercuts. Like you got to get weird or you're just going to get dominated. I got Aljo winning. And like I said, the fight doesn't go past round three. Yeah, I like Aljo too. I think the only big advantage or big hope Sean has is just use that reach advantage. Keep Aljo at bay and just kind of point him up. Because I don't think he has the power to knock out Aljo. Um, definitely not the ground game to finish him. But I think even then, Aljo's too quick and too... His fight IQ's too high to sit there and just get pieced up with a jab all night. Uh, eventually, maybe not in the first two rounds, but eventually he's going to land that takedown and do something with it. And get his first, like, really legit impressive title defense. Because you can make yeah. the case that Dillashaw was hurt, of course. Uh, the Yon DQ, whatever. The What about the actual Yon fight? Yeah, nobody mentions that, right? Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a good fight and good performance for Sean, but just at this point in his career right now, I think Al just got too many ways to win. And he's still in the height of his prime. And maybe still getting to that. Yeah. Um, he said this will be his last fight in the weight class. Regardless. After this, moving up and let uh, Marab take over. Which was the plan all along. Yeah, I'm all for it. He said he'd never fight Marab because they're, they're teammates. Yeah, he's going to vacate the title or lose it either way. Yeah. But love it. Um, Aljo is a favorite at 265, which I think is about right. Maybe a little higher. I could even get behind. Um, but for me, overall, my Astra Cash, I'm going to go with, uh, as mentioned before, Vera, Blackshear, Gary, Wade Lee, and Sterling. 10 bucks to win 88. See how it goes. 
Yeah, I've got Aljo winning too. But like I said, regardless, it will not go past round three. I'm going to lock in the official round and method uh, prediction. I'm going to go round two, Aljo, rear naked. I'll go round three, Aljo, knockout. Ooh, on the feet. I'm going to go round three, Aljo, rear naked. Last time I said uh, round three, it was round two. So so you shouldn't change that? You think it'll actually be round four? Secure guns. Round no, no, yeah. no. I yeah. think it's going to be round three this time. So you think it's actually round if four? I keep so saying, no, if I keep saying round three, it'll eventually hit. Just go way off and go uh, Aljo by decision, and it does go a full five. No. Yeah, I think uh, ground and pound coming Sean's way. We'll say Sean's proved me wrong before, but I think, and again, I'm not hating him now. I am a, officially a Sean fan. But this time, it's, it's going to be too much. I agree. Last time I disagreed, but you did. I agree this time. This time. We're on the same page for the main event, at least. We'll see how the other three go. Um, baseball news, not a whole lot going on, but he had a no-hitter for Michael Lorenzen. Great to see, former red leg. In that same game, Wes Wilson, after seven years in the minor leagues, his first career major at bat, goes yard, his dad in the stands, brought to tears, of course. How could you not be? And how could you not be romantic about baseball? In that same game, Nick Castellanos, who was known to bring in uh, tragedy with home runs, hit two bombs for his 300th career home run. So it was a really weird game overall. A lot of things happening there. No-no, seven-year debut, and a guy's 300th career home run. Don't see that very much. That's a handful. Yeah, exactly. Wes Wilson kind of got upstaged because there's a no-hitter. Yeah. He's like, yeah, dude, got my first career bomb, made the majors finally, and my teammate threw a no-no. In white vans, no less. Yeah, classic. Pretty badass. Yeah, uh, let's bring that guy home next year. Get Lorenzo back in the red legs rotation as a starter this time. And then some quick weekend series. Big ones this weekend, which I think, will you be in attendance for Reds-Jays? I'm not going to be able to make it. No? Unfortunately. Either way, big series with Reds-Jays. Um, red legs finally got a win again tonight. Yeah, Jays sweep. Still slipping. Uh, a Jays sweep wouldn't shock me. No, nah, it's not going to happen. Our defense is still pretty schmeh. But Hunter Green is coming back, and I think it's starting Sunday. Oh, that's easy. In the third game of that series. That's easy. We'll put up um, 37. Are we facing Kikuchi? I hope not. He now has the most starts this season of seven run, seven innings and one runner less. Yeah. Kikuchi's been killing it. Phenomenal. Definitely been the shining point of our starting rotation. So we got Green versus Ryu on Sunday. Chris Bassett on Saturday <laughs> against Brandon Williamson. And then uh, Friday night is Braxton Barrios and okay. Kennedy. I like that. Yeah, it's a solid matchup. Manoa's not starting this weekend. Love it. Uh, I hate that. We get him yard seven it. times at Great American. Uh, besides that, you got Giants and Braves, who are still on fire. Matt Olson leading the league now in homers and ribbies. Might have a shot to do the first Brave to do that since Hank Aaron, like 40 years ago. Well, you got Brewers, Rangers. Let's hope for a nice Texas sweep. We need that. Red Legs now, I think, three and a half back of Milwaukee. And have been slipping here lately. And then last but not least, the Mariners and the Astros. Mariners on fire. Now 11 games over 500 in a wild card spot. Um, will not catch Texas for the division, but could definitely lock up the main wild card. If they can, uh, even a sweep of Houston here would be very nice for them this weekend. With that, I believe that's all I have. I think it's time for a stick pick. Absolutely. Who's up? 
think I did last week. Austin, you're up. Yeah, I think I'm about due here. Gonna shake those up for me. Oh, oh my god, one. we lost one. It's okay. They've probably already smoked that one. Let's see what we got here, boys. This is the Moss Igneous by Luciano, who will actually be next Wednesday, when you guys hear this, Luciano himself will be at Casa Aficionado for a meet and greet, I think some cigar rolling, uh, some exclusive sticks there for sale. Uh, I'm working, unfortunately, can't make it. But uh, yeah, newer boutique brand, very good so far. I've had like three of their sticks. Pretty, pretty wallet friendly too, 12, 13, 14 bucks for a great smoke. Nice. Um, with that, I shouted out Casa. I must have shout outs for our, our usual shops here. Tip close top, up, close up shop. Smoke Emporium, obviously. Stogie Smoke Stop, uh, the regular lounge there. Cigaro, of course, if you're up north. Uh, Casa also out that way, probably more northwest. Yeah, north, north Delaware. Northeast ish. My boy's at, uh, at B&G. B&G's. Still waiting to hear back from them about an interview whenever they get their studio I'm due set for up. a trip out there. I'm definitely due it's as well. It's been a while. Um, OCM. Classic OCM. We're now just pretty much a month away to the day of our dual events in September. And our one-year anniversary of being in the OCM. That's a fact. How do we... Was it from Tip Top, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw their... Uh, I think it was Colin. I think it was Colin. He had their sticker up there. We're like, hey, what's, what's, what's that, that, dude? Hey, mafias are cool. Also, a few Mafia guys out there, if you haven't heard already... From now on, when you go to Tip Top and you get your Mafia discount, got to have your sticker or patch with you because a lot of people have been abusing that system, apparently. Uh, uh, Greg said only 230 guys in the club, and he's had like almost 400 people use that discount. Ooh. So that math is not quite adding up. Gosh. So from now on, if you got stop in the Tip Top, keep your patch or sticker on you. Patch, ideally. Or the hat, the shirt. Any kind of proof. Even just pull up your Facebook yeah. page and see that, hey, I'm in the Mafia here. But some kind of actual proof. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's so terrible that people. Uh, yeah, yeah. People are so scummy. Especially, uh, you know, around here. <laughs> yeah. Shane, any final thoughts? None that I can think of. That's great. Good info there. Yeah. Cam, take us home. Classic Shane there with nothing to add, of course. <laughs> um, what do you want me to add there, dude? Any final thoughts? I'm trying to close up shop mind? here. No, you don't no, mind. No, no, no. It's, no. Sir, it's, we're closed. I do, I do mind. Sir, it's yeah, we're too closed. Late. After hours. We're closed. After hours. Dude. What did, what did you what? want me to add there? <laughs> Sir, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Exactly. You uh, done? I'm going to mute his mic. <laughs> take us home. Oh, thanks for the permission, <laughs> boss. No problem. Hey, Cam, you can go ahead and take us home now. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, we're coming up on episode 52, the one-year anniversary of Sports and Stogies. Um, God, one year, dude. It's wild, right? It is. We want to do a... Due to the lack of sports news lately, and that will be two weeks prior to kickoff. You will have one show after the anniversary to really prep for the kickoff of the NFL season. So we kind of want to do an AMA. So off the wall topics. Ask a, start sending in your questions now so we can get them on the outline. And we will do our best to answer all of them. It'll be uh, a one too many, of course. Ask us anything, which is what AMA stands for. Um, please send in questions, anything you want to know about us. You're going to have three drunk dudes getting real uh, personal. Two. Two. I got to mediate. 
I'll be buzzing. Ah, uh, you, your buzz is like my hammer, dude. <laughs> yeah, we have we have rules here. I said every three drinks you guys do, I'll do one. Yeah, exactly. And Austin will have three drinking game rules that he will disclose to you for me and Shane. Correct. As we have done in the past, but please send in those questions. Ask us anything. We will answer anything. We will be answering questions all night, talking to each other all night, getting deep down and personal. Maybe even some tears shed. Who knows? It's going to be a wild show. I do have one question. It's going to be the, don't ever interrupt me again, dude. <laughs> no, dude. Or you are actually fired. And have, you will not be invited. I have a legitimate To the question. Sports and Stogies one-year anniversary extravaganza. Just raise your hand, and when he's done, we'll get to you. Okay. Raise, raise hand. Yeah, you got to raise your hand. All the way. Do I actually, dude. Put your hand up. <laughs> Why? All the way up, dude. What the fuck raise is your hand. this? I'm just not asking the question. Okay, that's fine. All right. I'll ask one now. What's your question? My question is, Austin, who do you think throws up first, me or Cam? Uh, I'm going to have to go Cam. I'll hold it in until the end of the show. And you'll be seemingly sober till the end of the show. Exactly. You killed it last time. <laughs> I think Shane will definitely seem and be uh, clearly much more drunk earlier. But I think long run, he holds his in better. At least from my experiences. I, I do do that. Uh, and also, for you guys out there, I already have three rules for Cam. None for Shane yet, but anything you guys want to send in to me specifically so they don't know? I think I, I think I give know me a shout. Could be, and uh, we'll put something together. I think you're getting smoked, dude. No, absolutely no way. Absolutely not a shot. Hey, two weeks away, boys. I can't wait. But yes, please send in write questions on our Instagram, write questions on our Facebook, DM us, email us at sports and stogies on everything at sports and stogies at gmail.com. Reach out, give us all your questions. What do you want to know about us? You get your sports intel here, all your info. What do you want to know about us? Make us more credible sources, build our personal bond with you guys better. What do you want to know? What do you want to hear? We're all for it. So that's all I got. No question will be denied. Exactly. Because I'm the sole arbiter of what gets on the show for that week. With that, Cam, what do we always say? SNS. To, to the, the moon! moon.